episode number 140. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Martin Woodward. Hey, Martin. How you doing? Good, my friend. It's it's great to be back recording a show, man. I know you had a you had a couple in the in the queue there from Build. I enjoyed them. I I haven't listened to all of the Ed one yet. I'll be I'll confess, but I listened to the I enjoyed the Azure Stack one. That was it was a bit different for us, but I quite enjoyed it to be honest. Good, yeah, it was great doing it, man. And uh, um, Brat like set the whole thing up. I didn't have to like do. I had to show up. Yeah, basically, he got the guests. The the um. Zoom recording devices were there. I just had to bring an SD card. Uh, that was really good. Recording devices every minute rather than Zoom. I was <laughs> like, wow, I knew they were big, but I didn't know they were that big. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been getting good feedback because of just how different they've been from our usual shows. Okay. The ambiance was nice. I quite like the background yeah. noise. I know, I know it was a very different recording setup because it was done by the .NET Rocks guys, wasn't it? Set it up for us. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Cool. And my partner in crime, Oscar, gave me a little hard time about the Azure Stack one. He's like, you know, uh, y- you ran out of stuff to ask, didn't you? It's like, yeah, I did. Well, it was funny <laughs> as well. And he was like, so anything else I should ask? And then he, then he told you like all the stuff. He was like, oh, right, why didn't I have that question? Like he'd obviously prepared. <laughs> It's like, well, should we talk about how you could do DevOps with it? You're like, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well. No, it's good. Uh, cool. So um, what's new, man? I'm good, yeah. No, I've been busy, uh, you know, getting some stuff sorted. We we now own at VSTS on Twitter. So if you're not if you're not following us, uh, the team, you know, then feel free to follow at VSTS. It's going to sort of you know, ramp up a bit over time. Um, but yeah, so it's a, a new source of news for you on Twitter. That's cool. exciting. Cool. And and you hooked me up with Willie. We're going to be doing in the coming days, weeks or stuff. Uh, it's going to be kind of like we're going to have Radio TFS on the MSDN blogs. Yeah. So using, you know, on the ALM blog, we thought it'd be great right. to do a community roundup because we, cause you pull together so much news for Radio TFS. And we don't get to cover half of it because we're busy <laughs> wittering on like this sort of stuff now. But but look, there's so many links there, and uh, I still haven't read. Oh, by the way, there is. I, I obviously failed during my vacation to rewrite the website. But we've got a hackathon week at the end of um, the end of July, I think it is. Uh, and so, oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it's the end of July. End of Sprint 121, anyway. But that means <laughs> nothing to anybody else. So. Um, uh, yeah, so we've got a hackathon week, and I'm planning. I've got booked in that I'm going to rewrite Radio TFS that week, so we'll see if it happens or not. But um, no, but but you have like there's annoying limits that people would think only a crazy person in their crazy mind would have coded. But yeah, I did, and um, and so there's limits of how big you can have them. So there's loads of links that just don't make the cut. So uh, yeah, should be good. Cool, cool. And uh, for me, by the time, not this show comes out, but the next show, I'll be a grand twin pappy. Oh, like, my word. So, yeah, yeah, wow. My daughter's having her twins a week from today. We're recording this on the 14th. So, uh, yeah, June babies. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I, that's great because, you know, they're nice and it's a nice time of year because it's, you know, you can, there's lots of daylight. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, my wife's up there right now. They're on Everett, north of Seattle. Oh. And, uh, yeah, she's saying, like, it gets dark at 10 or so. It's like, well, yeah, that's because you're closer to the sun. You know, you're farther north. <laughs> you're up, right? Yeah, you're in the Arctic Circle, basically. 
See, I'm further north, and so you know it's light until it's crazy at the minute because we're near the solstice. So uh-huh. um, it's it's light till really late, and then I'm getting woken up at like three half three in the morning with with the sunlight. You know, when blinding. is the solstice? The twenty first, June twenty first. So the day they are born. Wow. The day we had they had their C section scheduled for the twenty first. Wow, that's cool. I want to think that's some sort of pagan ritual over that C section. <laughs> And they're twins, but they're fraternal twins. They're not identical twins. So. Right. Wow. Yeah, well, that's going. We're, we're all very excited about that. My my son in law is, you know, this is now they're going to have three girls. <laughs> so I am constantly, you know, giving him a hard time about. You better start saving up for those weddings now, man. Uh huh. You know, get that those shotguns really prepared because. So when when will you get to meet them? Your wife's already up there. So when when do you get to meet them? Do you think? I I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, when they when they go, we've talked about this before, but the, you know, the babies go from plant animal to human. Yeah, yeah. The plant stage, I, I, yeah, I, I like it when they're on that animal to human stage. So <laughs> when they're becoming <laughs> responsive. Yeah, yeah. You know, the and they're not Googles. just pooping eating machines. Yeah, uh, we already have that in a puppy, so you know. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'll have pictures, and we'll Facetime with them. We Facetime with them all the time. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's exciting stuff. Well, yeah, let, let me know how it goes anyway. So, and the other new thing, listeners, is we're again trying something new. Hopefully oh. this all works out. We're, we're, we're on doing this constant improvement thing, you know, the whole agile for the show, is we're using a service called Zencaster. And um, this was recommended to me at Build that we should be using this. So hopefully uh, you guys won't notice except that it sounds better. But, uh, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. So far, so good. And um, yeah. it'll make it easy for guests to get connected in and all sorts of things. So, no, I'm quite excited. Let's see how it goes. Great. All well, right, my friend. With the news? Yeah, let's do it. We've got a lot, well, too. Yeah, well, you know, we, you, you had a couple of shows queued up since build, so there's a few <laughs> things. But uh, we don't stop shipping. And, uh, you know, it's a busy old time of year. So um, Brian linked to a blog post with the June 1st release. And mm-hmm. there's a lot there. But let me uh, let me try and uh, go through. Like the highlights are probably um, the mobile work item experience is now switched on. Um, so, And it's funny, actually, that uh, I was on Twitter with a, a guy who goes by the name of CCIT Spence. Um, and we just sort of, you know, he said, well, I need, you know, why doesn't VSTS have mobile work items? I was like, it does. It's just arriving now. And then he went... And it hit refresh, and it was there. It was, oh. <laughs> so, you know, I can't promise all feature requests get delivered that quickly because that, that one's been in the pipes in January, I think. You know, I mean, we've been working on it a while, but it's looking really good. I was using it this morning, and it looks great. I think that's one of my biggest, like, life changes of usage of VSTS. It's so much easier just to reply to things on your phone quickly. It's great. And then um, a bunch of things around uh, pull requests, making them even better as you know we use a pull request feature very heavily internally so mm-hmm. um a lot of feedback has gone into that and then um it's one i showed off at build but i showed off the new um re- uh, the new release editor um mm-hmm. so if you're going in and you're editing releases then that's all been updated as well with a brand new ui and that's now commonly available in preview mode so you can take take a look at that let me just quickly through release notes and see uh we'll go through the highlights um go on go ahead one that 
One that I really liked is the Visual Studio Enterprise benefit for pipelines. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, that is if you've got if you've got people with Visual Studio Enterprise subscriptions, and then they're down in your account, then you get an additional pipeline. So you know, all of a sudden, you get a lot of parallel pipelines. So that makes, yeah, that's, that's going to be nice for charge. our for our migration. That's going to be great because awesome. we, we ended up looking at it as like, well, we have all a bunch of uh, uh, Visual Studio Enterprise users. Um, but we have to, you know, but we need more than the one free pipeline. So it's yeah. like, okay, it's going to cost us $6 a month or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this means we'll have like a million pipelines just built into it. That's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And then less of it, we've got some of the, um, uh, the reporting's getting better and better, you know, mostly very extensions and things. Um, so you can add new widgets into your dashboard. So those have all been improved. Um, on the Git side, we mentioned like some of the pull requests features that have been added in, but mm-hmm. we've also added in um, with you when you got notifications from your Git repository, you can actually filter it now, you know, to to be a path, so you can say, oh, if it's only uh, I only care about changes under a certain path, let, let me know what happens there, and that kind of feeds into the feature that's within. Um, uh, it's it's the branch policies, and uh, you can actually configure things. Uh, you can configure your Git repository so that certain people should be included in code reviews under certain paths and all this sort of stuff. So it all feeds in together. It's pretty good. Now we've got the largest Git repository in the universe. Actually, we don't have that <laughs> in. We should link. We should include that in. Um, we, uh, Brian announced. Well, since the last, last time we recorded a show, that yeah, we have. We have the largest Git repository in the universe now in in VSTS, which contains the Windows code base, which is insane, but it works. And um, because of some crazy super science engineering. But when you've got features like that, then some of these path space limitations really make a lot of sense, you know. Um, there's some new tagging features that have just been switched on. I saw a blog post about that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, the, this is a cool thing. Uh, in your... Um, you have the in build and release library you can add secure files so that's really useful for like um you know code signing certificates and uh, android and apple provisioning profiles or ssh keys and things like that you don't have to have them in because you don't want them in your source repository um, right. but you, you can have them as secure files in in um the build and release section they're all stored securely i don't know exactly how they're stored but there we go um yeah oh i'll tell you another thing that's quite handy is if you're using um extensions uh in your build process you can mark them as um i say deprecated some people say depreciated whatever you you know let's <laughs> call the whole thing off and that's the whole point of this tag and it allows you to say that you know no longer use this particular task or you know this particular task in a in your build extension um it just helps helps people know that they should migrate which is a good idea. I, we, we never had that before, so it just makes it a lot easier for people to use. Um, some, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of other things that are probably, um, probably highlights. Let me just quickly flick through. Uh, release triggers based on uh, Git repositories now. Previously, you could have build triggers, but you can have release triggers. Now you can have release triggers based on that. And um, on-demand triggering, triggering of automated tests, so you can configure how you want your automated tests to run and uh, a bunch of stuff, basically. There we go. That'll do. 
so yeah that was that um anything else so books doing um there's more details which we'll put in the show notes around the work item template and the the mm. release definition editor um uh, the the great non-announcement of the since the last recording was the um again depreciation deprecation of the old work item form and like we were worried about doing that and nobody nobody cares from what i can tell it's been a great yay thank you rather than any worry about it at all so that seems good uh sorry if you do care please comment on the on the post but it's been a long time coming and we, we it was quite well communicated so that seemed to be a non-event uh, which you always worry about when you're switching things off. Right. And then finally, uh, Book did um, Book's been doing a regular blog post over on the Azure blog, and um, he did a great post. There was a you know a roundup of the things that had happened uh, in May, and he delves into a lot more detail about um, the VM deployment stuff and uh, the Azure um, you know the uh, the Azure scale set deployment stuff. And again, these are all things I covered in my build talk, but uh, book delves deep into them within the Azure blog guest post, which was nice. I mean, the ability to be able to deploy to government cloud was quite cool as well. If you're, if you're a federal customer, so you can, you know, deploy to the China or the U S or the German cloud. Again, if you, if you're that customer, that's awesome. If you're not, you don't care. So it's great. Cool. So along with uh, VSTS updates, mm. we also have an update to RC1 for TFS 2017. And that yeah. was a mouthful to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was released uh, basically at build. We didn't have a chance to talk about it until now. Mm. And there's a lot of new features in here, too. Uh, it's kind of like, as you, know, you guys listeners all know, how they, they roll it out to VSTS first, cloud first, and then on-prem guys get it. Which is good. That means it's fully tested, fully vetted. You know, you cloud people can test that, that the early stuff, you know, the on-prem guys, we get the solid stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the positive twist on that, right? That's the, uh, the glass half full way of looking at it. Isn't it? <laughs> you just have to update your server and all that sort of stuff. But I know there's quite a lot of stuff arrived in that, but, but, you know, and, you know, all the, it's amazing actually how quickly it gets pushed out into the TFS releases still, isn't it? You know, the ability to create tags is probably the handiest thing that's arrived in TFS now. Uh, previously that, you know, that, that only arrived recently in VSTS and it made it into the TFS um, update to RC1. Is that right? Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we have just a quick, uh, list of the things they've uh, introduced the delivery plans you get search for the work items in the work item search the new branch policies configuration experiment experience the pull request improvements visualize your git history you can now add and view the git tags the package management experience which we'll talk about in a little bit has uh, been improved the new build definition editor experience is now going to be in tfs out of box uh, notifications a uh, condition build tasks which is pretty cool and a lot of stuff um related to containers yeah and if you have a particular feature uh you want to know when it's arriving then the features timeline's awesome and we just updated that brian blogged about uh we've updated the roadmap so you can see the current features that are under development in there um and you've got you know a load of things that people have been really asking for such as um the uh, the forking of repositories for the Git stuff, which you know people mm -hmm. really want. Encryption at rest is down there in there as well. I know that's I know that's coming along really well. Um, 
licensing using AAD groups. But then uh, it, the other important thing is in the current features, it tells you, you know, what's on in the service and it lists out the features and then it says which version of the server they're arriving in. So, um, you know, and you can see that uh, 2017.2, you can see, you know, a bunch of stuff arriving in there and all sorts of things. So, yeah, so if you want to know when, you know, a particular feature, when does it arrive? When is it which version of a server do I need to upgrade to to get it? Then that's the page to go to check. I'm going to totally throw you on the bus here and go off script. Sounds good. Uh, in that same timeline, they're talking about uh, TFS v Next, and though they haven't officially announced, you know, the dates or when the art, uh, the you know, beta or or RC is going to be available for that. Uh, do you know if or how would I find out? When will I be able to find out if the underlying um, infrastructure is going to require change? Are you still going to support SQL Server twenty fourteen, basically? I actually don't know, yeah, what the support is. Uh, let me, that is a great question. Um, we should know that. So let me, uh, yeah, let's see if we can get some communication about that. So basically it's the underlying SQL version and the underlying yeah. OS version. You'd yeah, really and, like and, to know. and the SharePoint, you know, as long as those don't change. Well, the SharePoint from... thing's got a lot less tied yeah. nowadays. So, <laughs> uh, but, but I think the SQL and the... Yeah, so the SharePoint thing I wouldn't worry about, but the SQL and the um, OS mi minimum support is what you're interested in, really, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Yep. Let me let me find out. I'm sh I, I'm sure we could communicate that early. That's a great question. Yeah, because that will that would push me. You know, not to give you guys uh, any – give you guys, give the evil Microsoft any ideas, but, you know, we're on 2014 server 2008 R2. So basically it's like the bottom level support for 2017. And if 20V next requires SQL Server 2017 uh, – 16 or, you know, server 2012, then 2017 will be my last on-prem version and will – that will be the push to move us to VSTS. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell them to do that then, Greg. There you go. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> okay, so where, where are we at as we got oh, yeah, totally well, speaking, sidetracked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about um, ending of things, how about that? The um, Angela, a friend of a show, Angela, and an occasional co-host, um, Angela Dugan, posted about um, a, a warning that's now started popping up when you're using the MTM. Um, and it pops up and it kind of says, hey, do you fancy using the test hub in web access rather than the, the Microsoft test manager? And, you know, that's writings on the wall. <laughs> and it post is like, gulp, you know, what does this mean? And basically it means it's got a lot better. So um, the web access stuff's getting richer and richer in terms of the data it can collect and all the manual exploratory testing still there. You don't lose anything. Everything's still going. All the reports are still there and there are even better reports and widgets. But um, it's trying to push people over towards the web client for doing um, the, you know, access for doing manual testing. And um, it was pretty awesome, if I'm honest. And 
it requires zero install on the machine, you know, as long as you've got a browser on there, which most operating systems have, then it requires zero install, and it allows you to work cross-platform, and um, you don't need to, because quite a lot of people didn't like the fact they had to install software, so I think it's a net right. good thing, but, uh, you know, she's just kind of pointing out, hey, this is kind of a really big signpost as to what's going on, but uh, it's not the end of the world, but you maybe want to start thinking about it, kind of thing. Yeah, Angela really wanted to be on the show. She totally planned on it, but like in the last minute, her brain was leaking from her ears or some, you know, horrendous migraine thing oh, going wow. on. So she just could okay, not. Okay, well, see you, Angela. But... Uh-huh. Next show. Yep. Because that's a guest yeah, well, show. Exactly. And we've and got a... all, one of Angela's great friends coming on the show, hopefully. Exactly. So that's one way to get her on, huh? Exactly. Yeah, she almost <laughs> talked to me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, DevOps. Mm. Uh, Puppet Labs has yeah. been doing the state of DevOps reports. DevOps ops ops report for a number of years mm. now, and their latest 2017 one just came out. It's free. You can download the PDF. I've been reading it, and you know one of the most interesting things I found in this report cool. was how focused they are on transformational leadership. Mm-hmm. And that is the true way to make any agile, let alone DevOps, uh, truly real in your organization is that transformational leadership, not the servant leader, leader. That's a different kind of thing, but that transformational thing, person with a number of these traits. It's like, I was reading this. It's like, God, I want to work for this person. <laughs> oh, David, you're not listening to this, right? Oscar, you don't tell him a thing. But actually, my, my boss has a number of these traits, so I, I guess that's okay. And it's good that it emphasizes the people side of DevOps as well, you know. But no, it's a good report. People, process, what? People, products, and process? Is that uh, Donovan's? I don't know. I'd have to go look it up. I should be able to recite this, shouldn't I? That's terrible. Donovan's <laughs> going to kill me when he, when he sees me. So. I've even got it on like millions of slide decks. I could bring it up if I wanted to. I have to read it every time. Sorry. <laughs> I. Uh... And I've even got the sticker in our uh, show notes too. You know oh. the, which I bought a whole bunch. I bought a whole bunch of those Radio TFS stickers. Awesome. Uh, union of people, process, and products to enable continuous delivery of value to our end users. There you go. See, you were right. And, and it's uh, worth yeah, saying I've, if people if people see us out and about. I've had a number of people come up to me recently. We have listeners to this show, Greg. Who knew? And um, they say, oh, hey, you know, listen to Radio TFS and stuff. And I always I, – well, if I've got some on me, and I usually do, I always give them a sticker. So, yeah, try and – you know, do say hi to us if you see us out and around. Out and, out. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If if you're listening and you want a sticker, I, I've got a stack of 50 that I bought for Build and ended up not using them. They're still shrink-wrapped. If you want a sticker, tweet me. Send, give, you know, Follow you on Twitter and then tweet you. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. Genius. You know, I'm at gduncan411. Um, I'm or... at Martin Woodward. But no, follow, and then if you want me to send the mail charge, but no, follow Greg. That's great. Cool. Yeah. So, and we'll give, give you, you know, one, two, three, five, so you can share with families and friends because all family members should have a Radio TFS sticker. No, everybody has to follow you on Twitter. You get one per follow. That's how it works. <laughs> So uh, anyway, back to the Puppet uh, Labs uh, state of DevOps. If you're interested in DevOps, if you're interested in selling it, uh, if you want to see the, the things that have been changing over the years on it, 
this report, it's quick and easy, and it's, it's really rather pretty, too. Nice visualizations on it. It's a great report. Anybody doing DevOps should take a look at it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of trying to remember what DevOps means, a uh, friend of the show, Tarunora, has done uh, some great courses around uh, DevOps as well that are worth checking out. And they're free. They're free. They're on the Microsoft Open EDX platform, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was amazed. It just sort of turned up, and they seemed really good. I haven't, I haven't gone through it all yet. I've just gone, got to the uh, contents page. I was like, oh wow, this is awesome. I'm going to spend some time <laughs> learning, teaching myself some stuff. <coughs> uh, but you like a bit of free training, so uh, are you going to give it a go yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because cool. they keep and they talk about the new thing, the the new shiny is as you know, all you guys listening is DevSecOps. Yeah. You know, so how do you bring the security with all the talks about the hacks and everything else? That's included. Uh, we've talked about ARM templates before, release management, uh, even uh, dependency management, SQL package. You know, if you're deploying SQL stuff, he talks about in this course too, lots of Git stuff. So, yeah, if you're looking at uh, DevOps, want some free training in a course-like environment that's virtual and free, mm-hmm. you should check out his course. Yeah. And speaking of package management, friend of the show, Ben Day, mm-hmm. had a couple posts uh, walk through, walking you through using a package from a private NuGet server that comes with VSTS 2017 or can – yeah, it's packaged with VSTS uh, 2017. It can be added to VS. Uh, reverse all that. God, brain fart, man. I, I don't know what's up with – It's in VSTS and it can be added to TFS 2017. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, I think so. Uh-huh. But Ben's post was primarily focused on TFS 2017, which, yeah. you know, is close and near and dear to my heart. And he shows you how you can use a package from that private NuGet server and how you can publish to that private NuGet server. I, I used this last week. We, because we had no on-prem uh, package management, we got a free version of the ProGet. And we've been using that for a while, huh. but I wanted to appreciate that since TFS 2017.1 is here in the house. So I used his article on how to, you know, just change my release definition and include a step to publish to our private one. It went smooth and like all of Ben Day's posts, lots of screenshots, lots of yeah. clear explanations. If you're, th- if you've got VS, <laughs> you got TFS 2017 in house, and you haven't looked at the package management. You should look at these posts. Yeah, and um, he, and he also explains how to hook it back into Visual Studio as well, which is important. Yeah. You know, so no, yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. a great blog post. Um, friend of the show, Richie Jamia uh, Maria, was talking about um, how to. This is an interesting one if you try to do it. Basically, how to run a script before you do your get sources step in uh in vsts or tfs build you know in the new build stuff and mm-hmm. um because you kind of it's like a chicken and egg you kind of have to get the sources to be able to run the script but he shows you how to do it which was like a cool little uh a cool little hack i'll let read the blog post to go into the details but if you want to do that yes it is possible despite it sounding impossible so uh take a look at the blog post to learn the, learn the secret tricks and again it's another really good detailed post so yeah well done he also blogged about how uh, troubleshooting a failing build when you're using WinRM, ah. uh, Windows Remote Management. Yeah. I, I literally used this post yesterday. Wow. 
we were setting up a new environment and um, we were using WinRM to talk from my build release machine out to remote IIS server in this case. And we were having all sorts of WinRM issues. So his post, I mean, just solved it. Nice. It was great. Yeah. So, and my, my IT guy is like, uh, we're having a problem. It's like, we'll read this post and see if that helps. And it's like, oh, okay. Hey, it, it works now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also one of the things, you know, I've talked about, as a matter of fact, you helped me with it. Yeah. Getting that build V next, uh, information out. Oh, into Power BI. Correct. There is a Charles Sterling, the Charles Sterling had a great post about connecting Power BI to your um, VSTS account. Cool. And so if you want those cool, awesome uh, Power BI visualizations, five steps. That's all it takes. A couple copies, a couple pastes, a couple click necks, and you've got a cool visualization right there in Power BI. And with Power BI, this week was announced uh, the Power BI server, so you can do on-prem Power oh, BI. I didn't even know I, that. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, I, I'm kind of thinking about checking that out, mm. see if I could do this, because that would be cool. But if you can't do that, and you're still looking for, like, past build history, um, Kevin Logan has a cool post on writing some code. And it shows you how to use the REST API in code to go out and get that information. And he spits out a CSV, but you can do any other things. And it shows it's actually very easy. There's more setup code than there is anything else. So if you're trying to get that build history and um, Richard Fennell, I'm looking at you when we talk about this because you and I were emailing about it. You, you was asking me about the Excel yeah. thing that I was using, uh, you know, but he wanted something more. Maybe this will help you for that. Awesome. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, hey, I'm just looking at our fancy new Zencaster console, and we're coming up to half an hour, so this is great. <laughs> we start wrapping up the show. So I just want, before we do, um, okay. uh, Ryan Williams mentioned about, um, uh, did a great post contributing to .NET for dummies, and I know that's like a completely self-serving thing to talk about, but hey, it's it's our show. Talk about whatever it's our show. That's right. So, um, yeah, no, I just thought it was a really good post, and, um, you know, just letting you know how to do it all the different steps and just giving you some general tips about, um, you know, like how to actually contribute and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I was looking at it. I thought, man, that would be an amazing like talk at a conference at a build mm-hmm. or something like that. I just thought it was a, a really, a really good way of doing it. So thanks for putting that together and everybody take a look. I love the, going through these myths. I mean, it, it kind of makes you, if you mix, if you're a developer and you like open source, you like developing, you like .NET stuff, after reading this post, it kind of makes you feel lame for not doing it because he shows, he debunks all those myths. Yeah. And you know, I quite like, often do like a lightning talk where I just show people how to do a pull request because people, a lot of people just haven't, ne- have never done a pull request. So they don't know what to do. So I show the people how to do that. And then he dives straight in, you know, like, it's quite intimidating to think, you know, Anders is on these, like, repos. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's a little bit intimidating to submit a pull request to them. But but the the developers have, um, 
issues that they flag as up for grabs, which are quite cool. Where you know the team have looked at it and were like, yeah, this is something we'd really like to do. We just don't have the time to do it right now. But hey, if you want to give it a go, and you can have a look at those and see if some of them are nice and easy, and you know, it's it's good. And they're doing some new stuff with. Um, uh, so if you check out uh, Casey's talk from. Um, uh, what would it be? It'll be Tekarama. I'll include a link in the show notes. I'll do that in a sec, Rick. And that's um, it, they're doing adding some new features to Visual Studio for supporting coding guidelines and being able to like you know encode your coding guidelines into your Git repository or your TFVC repository, and then Visual Studio just picks them up and applies them. So you know you can have you don't have that argument over tabs and braces <laughs> and curly braces and all this sort of stuff. You actually set it once for your team and then all the code's automatically done that way which is great cool so one of the things that i'm doing and we're doing a lot of talk, telling you about we're doing the new releases and i was staging it to a new environment yeah. well we're doing a lot of tokenization token replacements um transformation of config files you know, we're pushing it from dev to staging to production, and we actually have multiple productions on segmented networks. So we have to change all of our, our uh, you know, REST API endpoints. So I, I saw this. I've got two posts that I want to talk about. Uh, the first one is, uh, have you heard of Slow Cheetah? I, I had, but go on. Carry on. Okay, I had not. I'm like, oh, I saw the post headline. What's new and improved with the sh- yeah, slow expansion? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, what the hell is that? And it's from Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a transformation engine. Basically, as I understand it, but it can also do JSON transforms, which uh, some of the people on my team will be excited because you know, obviously, like everybody, we're doing lots of JSON stuff. Uh, automatic NuGet installation, the JSON document transforms. So I should know doing- it did JSON. The only thing I've done Slowchip for was it was um, XML transformations. I thought does it do it? It does XML as well, doesn't it? XSL yeah, content. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know it did JSON stuff. Awesome. Yeah, they've added it. That's, that's the, the uh, new and okay. improved. Sorry, right. Wow, there you go. And that was Allison was um, talking about that. The other transformation story is from VJ, and the title of it is Managing Configuration App Settings from Multiple Environments in Your CD Pipeline. Again, the same thing I was just talking about. If you've got multiple environments that you are going to, how do you put and how do you manage those keys? You know, and making them different for every environment. If you've not done it before, if you've done it before, you're like, oh yeah, that's easy. But if you haven't, this is a great post as it walks you through it. And, and it struck me as I, I think I am doing it harder than I need to. You know, I've got a whole tokenization task that I got from the marketplace and installed that. I, I think I'm an idiot. Maybe. No, this well, this stuff's fairly like isn't wasn't was fairly new as well. You know what I mean? So they've made it a lot easier. Basically, you're doing it a lot. Yeah. So I think that's why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm not an idiot. Woo. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> that's up for discussion. But um, uh, Oscar, shut up. Don't say it, Oscar. Oh, there it is. Oh, so it's, uh, it's a deployed uh, uh, the Azure app service, and there's the transform, the XML or JSON substitution. Okay, good. I am not an idiot. Yeah. There we go. 
Yeah, because we're also doing it in other places, too. Our environment is really – where we're deploying is really weird. It's basically a platform as a service called Relativity, and we're adding Relativity applications. And we have to – those go in all sorts of different environments, and there's a packaging and all that good kind of crap. Crud, and uh, you know, so we have to do app configs, not just web configs, but app configs for a number of DLLs. So that tokenization is coming in really handy there. Cool. Hey, go on. So, uh, what about the ranges then, Greg? They must be the ranges have been fairly busy this past month. Well, we've talked about the ALM champions before, right? The champion of champions for the ranges, uh huh. Now we've got the champion and champions for 2017, and the nominees were uh, Chris Mason, Hassan uh, Kamel, Joseph Howing, who we've talked to, Josh Garverick, hey. Mateus Gold, Michael Foy. Uh, Mikel Kreef, uh, Steve St. Jean, Tavi Kusar, and uh, Wouter Decourt. So a lot of these guys we've had on the show. One of them is a semi-regular co-host, Josh, not giving you a hard time. Uh, and who was the winner? It was Hassam. Hassam. Fantastic. I so like thank you very much. the word cloud that they created for him, man. You know, the passionate, passion, dedication yeah. quality and just the projects. So yeah, I've congratulations. I've had the pleasure of working with Sam over the past couple of weeks as well. And um, yeah, he's a legend. So yeah, yeah, well done. Cool. Hey, before we finish, Greg, can I do one last shout out? It, this is, no. it's, it's oh, okay, sorry. No. Okay, fine. Thank you. It's a, it's a very timely <laughs> one. So you, if you're listening to this, you probably already missed it, but there we go. It depends how quickly you, you download and listen to your radio TV. But this weekend, uh, June 17th, as we were recording the show, is the first ever global DevOps bootcamp. And if you haven't had a look, take a look. Um, a lot of the venues are selling out already and it's getting very busy because it is amazing. Um, it's some really, really in-depth training, full day on a Saturday. Um, the environment they've got set up, uh, a lot of the MVPs and Nardis and stuff have, have, uh, are running it. And these are people who, you know, do training for a living. And then this is just doing this free event. Um, and you get to learn all about doing CI, CD to Azure. And, uh, yeah, it's all, it looks to be really, really good. So if there is a show happening in your area, uh, take a look at globaldevopsbootcamp.com. See if there's a one at your show and see if you can get registered. They might, you know, it's uh, places are, are thin on the ground now, but give it a go. And and, uh, highly recommended. And if if we don't, if you don't get in this time, then I'm hoping this is something. The, if if they're not all burned out by the end of it, I'm hoping this is something they'll do again in the future because it looks really, really good. So fantastic. And Richard, Mr. Fennel, you're right. Cause we talked about this on show 136 when he he guested, and go. we talked about because his um firm, yeah. uh, Black Marble, Black Marble is hosting one, one of those. Mm-hmm. Yep. And theirs yeah. is completely sold out already. There's like sold out within minutes. So, um, <laughs> yep. All right, my friend. Well, I think that's a show. Man, we could have had more stories. We can go back and add some. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> Let's just hope this records all right, eh? <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to thank you for listening. And if, again, you want to reach out, you want that Radio TFS sticker, follow me at gduncan411, uh, Martin Woodward at Martin Woodward, uh, Radio TFS at Radio TFS. We're on Facebook at slash Radio TFS. Email, of course, email Radio TFS at Outlook.com or voicemail. Remember, I, I totally spaced this off during the build recordings. It's one. 
888-888-8379. And if you leave a, a safe for work message there, we'll play it on the air. We we'll might even have a technology it. to do that now. It's even more impressive. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's the show. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for listening to Radio TFS. Thanks.